0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. As we approach the Christmas birth and revelation of our Lord, our church sacred calendar is very densely populated by saints' days. Some of these saints are well known. We celebrated James and John, Peter and Paul, Ephraim and Stephen Stepan this week. Many of the saints are less well-known. We celebrated Eustratius, Auxentius, Eugenius, Orestes, and Martyrius just last week. Happy name day to all you Auxteriuses out there. Well, whether known or unknown, it seems that the closer we get to the birth of Christ, the more blessed souls we meet on our way. Like a magnet, Jesus' presence seems to affect even the church calendar, pulling all the saints and witnesses, and we along with them into his ongoing birth and revelation into our lives. And this Tuesday's feast of Saint Abgar, the first Christian king, is one such blessed life who leads us to meet Christ revealed in the ordinary struggles of our lives. For though himself the powerful first century king of Edessa, Abgar wouldn't find God by virtue of his crown or his throne. As we will see, Abgar's path to Jesus came only when he had reached the limits of his own power and looked beyond himself to God. And only in laying down his crown could Abgar finally find the king. And what an important witness this is to all of us self-made and self-sufficient moderners who are on the threshold of a new year. We who so often try to, to fit God into our calendar on our own terms. And King Abgar for us uncovers the illusion of our own power and strength. The invisible crown, which I think we all wear, which often keeps us from meeting our true king in his humble birth and ongoing mercy and grace. So when we meet King Abgar in the only extant writings about him, he's in the midst of his fall from grace. Once a great and self-sufficient king of Edessa, Abgar has been brought very low by a chronic disease. He's so desperate that he writes a letter to the upstart Jewish healer named Jesus, word of whom had just reached his kingdom. Now surely many of his advisors thought he had lost his mind to write to a man who most thought was a dangerous cult leader. But Abgar did write a letter to Jesus and we still have it preserved in the Syriac language, the Greek language, and the Armenian language. And it reveals a man who was desperate to be healed here is a passage from it Abgar ruler of Edessa to Jesus the good physician of the country of Jerusalem greetings I have heard reports of you and your cures performed without medicines or herbs for it is said that you make the blind to see and the lame to walk and that you heal those afflicted with lingering disease and you raise the dead I have therefore written to you to ask if you would take the trouble to come to me and heal all the ills from which I suffer. For I have heard that the Jews are murmuring against you and are plotting to injure you. But I have a very small yet noble city which is great enough for us both. So the tone of Abgar's letter may be familiar to you. It's the prayer of a new Christian of immature and grasping faith. Abgar doesn't yet see Jesus as he is in the fullness of who he is, but rather as a solution to his problem. He treats Jesus kind of like a service provider. Abgar had probably seen every doctor in the land before coming to Jesus. He calls Jesus out to pay a visit and offers as payment a share of his kingdom. So this would-be Saint Abgar has started off his relationship with Jesus much like many of us probably have. We are in trouble. We ask for things. We have a vision of how things are supposed to go and beg God's help, and we bargain with God as if equals. Do this for me, God, and you'll be a big part of my life. I'll give you a share of my kingdom. Jesus' answer to Abgar and to all of us beginners in faith is at once a blessing and a disappointment, Jesus writes, blessed are you who has believed in me without seeing. I cannot come to you, for I must fulfill all things for which I was sent. But when this is done, I will send you my disciple. Now kings aren't used to hearing no. And a man who is terminally ill doesn't have time for a referral while the doctor goes to fulfill all things. Yet through his despair and a deep humbling, it seems Abgar's heart is ready to find God in a way he least expected it. As tradition holds, before Jesus sends his letter to Abgar, he takes a piece of an everyday cloth, he puts the towel to his face, and he imbues that cloth with his holy presence. And Jesus sends this ordinary towel to Abgar as if to say, You need no doctor, and I need no kingdom. You are healed by gazing on my image, not your own. See my face, and you see me. No matter where you are, I'm with you, and I will make you whole. Jesus Christ is full of surprises, now and then. He comes to us usually when we're at the end of our abilities in ways we least expect. He comes in the bread and wine of Eucharist, in humble service to the stranger and outcast. He comes through the humble peasant girl Mary as salvation to all mankind. In the most humble ways, to a heart which is similarly humbled, Jesus' face appears in all things, the lasting imprint of our God of mercy, healing, and love. So then, as we approach the new year and the Christmas birth and revelation of our Savior, Let's remember that we're all kings and queens who, until we put our crowns down, won't know much at all of Christ our King. Let's humble our hearts and minds to find God not as we want, but as He is. Friend of the meek, hope of the sinner, deliverer of the oppressed, and the humble King of peace. Now and always, and into the ages of ages. Amen.